This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And we are one week out. And I'm really excited. And you're probably thinking, one week out of what, Pina? What are you excited about? I'm excited about the time change, guys. I'm excited because, if I'm not mistaken, it's spring forward. And that means I'm going to get more sunshine. And so to talk all things sleep, to get us ready as parents, to get our kids ready, because I know that some of you parents dread the time change, especially when your your kids are teeny tiny. Um, we've got my good friend and returning guest, Miss Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Site and host of This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. Alana, how are you? I'm good, Pina. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you, because we're going to talk sleep, which, by the way, side note, I've been getting a little bit better at, but yes, I'm not there love yet. It. <laughs> this has been an ongoing, like, um, what would you say, initiative project of mine for years, ever since you've known me, right, Alana? Yeah, goal. I like it. As long as it's getting better, that's goal. a good thing. <laughs> slowly, slowly, but surely. Yep. And you know what? I find that this time of year, as we're getting ready for time changes, sleep becomes like a serious topic of conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also like March is a big sleep month. We had baby sleep day on March 1st. Uh, it's uh, world sleep day um, in March. Uh, time change. I mean, there's like there's a lot of sleep stuff happening in March. So, okay, hold on. Let's start. What, what's baby sleep day all about? Is it just one of those like days on the calendar? Like today's hamburger day. <laughs> it's a day. Well, it's a day where we focus on baby sleep. So we talk a lot about um, sleep health for babies, um, proper strategies that parents can implement for babies. We have tons of information uh, at goodnightsleepsite.com. Uh, good, some good free resources that people can go check out. Um, so it's just the day that we put focus on on baby sleep and really kids sleep. I mean, we say baby sleep, but we kind of focus on all ages. Yeah. So that is so March is a pretty like intense month when it comes to sleep. You said so that was baby sleep day was March 1st, which was just Friday. Yeah. You said world sleep day is coming up. I believe that's March 15th. I don't know and- the exact date, but it is in March. Yep, it is in March. <laughs> Um, we also have March break, like traveling, like parents nightmare. Oh my God. Like it's just, it's a big, yeah, we're busy this month. This is a big month for us talking about sleep. Now that you said March break too, Alana, like I'm looking at it here. And so it literally, this might be a blessing for all the parents listening at home right now, but we're going to have the time change and then we're going straight into March break. Yeah. That's so it's not that we have to worry about school the next day. That's right. That's right. Actually, it works out really well this year um, because, yeah, it's the Sunday right before March break. So we have a week to adjust, which it all takes us a week to adjust, kids included. Um, And I mean, saving grace for teachers, right? Yeah. We're really the ones that have to deal with it. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's You know what? Yes, it is true. They've got to deal with the kids, the cranky kids during the day. Us yeah. parents have to try to settle Just them down them into bed. At, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> all of all of that stuff. So um, yeah, I hear you. So okay. I guess where should we what do we do? We start with talking about getting ready for yeah. the time change. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. World sleep day is Friday, March 15th. 
Okay. Yeah. So confirmed guys. Basically that day. So the Friday of March break. Oh, hold on. So wait, before we get into how to prepare for the time change, I'm just looking, I'm noticing the timing of everything. So the time change is going to happen on the 10th, the Mm -hmm. Monday, the first day of March break is the 11th. And then we're going to end off March break with world sleep day. So you know what that tells me on the 15th parents don't get out of bed. We sleep (laughs) all day and we're going to need it after coming off of like a week long March break with the kiddos. Okay. But, but one step at a time to prepare for more, uh, for March break. Oh my gosh. See, this is why we need to sleep guys. It's really important for our brains, (laughs) (laughs) but to prepare for, um, the time change, like, what do we do? And is this one, which is the, which is the better one, the easier one? And which one is the harder one? So unfortunately, this is the harder one because this is where, while I agree with you, this is my favorite one for the reason that we get more sun. I I prefer lighter evenings and lighter mornings. Um, It's the harder one because A, we lose an hour of sleep. So we are chronically sleep deprived society losing an hour of sleep. It hits us harder. Um, And B, for parents, you know, those lighter evenings and and lighter mornings, are a lot tougher because now, you know, we've got to convince our kids that it's time to go to bed and the sun's still <laughs> or it's time to, you know, we got to stay in bed in the morning and the sun's up. So um, this is the harder one, unfortunately. But as I always say, every t- time change, this too shall pass. Like we will get through it and there are steps that we can take. And it does pass. Like honestly, in the beginning, there might be a few hiccups, but yeah. we get through it. We always do. And to be honest, I don't care what sacrifices come with it. I'm all about the sunlight. Like I need it and yeah. I want it and bring on summer. So this this time change for me is like a really exciting time. Like I said, I'm super stoked about this. I know. I know. I'm it's super true. stoked. Yeah, it's true. So Alana, the, t- the light is a huge thing. It is a huge thing because like you said, our kids are like, you know, the sun comes up to like, okay, it's party time. Let's wake up. And we're like, no, it's yeah. really early. We don't need to wake up this early on a Sunday. Or it's like, what do you mean it's time to go to bed? The, it's still, it's, there's still light outside and I see kids playing on the street. And if you're a parent like me, you're like, it doesn't matter. Close your eyes and go to sleep. Well, this is where preparing the environment is really important, right? So let's start there. First, we could talk about that. And then we can obviously, you know, we have a week out before the time change. So that's also a great time to kind of help them slowly transition. But if we're just focusing right now on sleep environment, this is the time to purchase those blackout blinds if you haven't had them, if you don't have them. And listen, you don't have to spend a lot of money. There's a lot of affordable blackout panels, blackout blinds that you can um, you know, put up and install in your kids' bedrooms to help block out that early morning sun. And some kids and some kids and babies are more sensitive to light than others. Um, some it affects more than others. If you feel like your child is a bit more light sensitive, this is the time of year where you really want to make that investment and it doesn't have to be a huge one. Um, and installing those blackout blinds. So really focusing on five senses in our baby's room, right? Always focusing on a safe sleep space, of course, but making sure that the environment, think cave-like settings, dark, quiet, and cool. So darkening up the room as best we can. Um, uh, Using white noise machines. I mean, let's be honest, it gets noisier outside this time of year too. Birds are chirping. 
uh, there's more traffic outside. There's more people outside. Houses tend to get noisier because people are up earlier because the sun's up. Um, so, you know, if a white noise machine can kind of help drown out some of those external sounds, um, that can be really useful. Um, it can also help lull them into that next cycle of sleep. So if you're working on naps for your baby, if you're working on, you know, night sleep, consolidating night sleep, um, a white noise machine, it doesn't have to be like a static sound. It could be any kind of continuous sound, rainfall, waterfall, um, can help baby, help lull baby or child into that next cycle of sleep. Um, and then temperature, right? This is the time where maybe we want to put away the big fluffy sleepers, depending on the temperature of your house. Every one's house is different um mm -hmm. focusing on layering while focusing on safe sleep so no blankets no loose bedding things like that but you know wearable sleep sacks um lower togs so that they're more breathable um and and lighter a lighter feel and all of those are also important to the parents too the adults yeah right yeah. we want a cool environment we want like maybe you need a, a you know white noise machine and a lot of people too are like, they don't want that sunlight coming in. So the blackout blinds, that's where it, you know, comes into play for the adults as well. Um, but there's, there's so much more to cover off. So don't go anywhere because we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. With me, I've got Miss Alana McGinn. She is the CEO of Good Night Sleep Site and the host of This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. And uh, Alana, we're talking about the time change. We're talking about how March is a really, like, crazy sleep month there's so much going on pertaining to sleep so it was just world baby sleep day on is it world baby sleep day or just baby sleep baby day sleep day yeah i'm making things up now it's okay well it's world sleep day that's why you're world sleep <laughs> oh day. i was combining that's things that's that's combining what it was <laughs> so it it was it was baby sleep day on friday mm -hmm. um we are getting geared up for world sleep day which is coming up on this coming Friday, and then Sunday is going to be. No, I'm mixing this up. I'm mixing this up. Okay, next Sunday is time change. <laughs> yes, the fifteenth is World, World Sleep Day. Day. I know it's a lot. Let's oh, my March every single year. Let's also throw in my twin's birthday. Let's also throw in March break and but my birthday. Is it? Yeah. But yes, we're Pisces, aren't we? You're a Pisces. No, too. I'm an Aries, the twenty fifth. Oh, you're an Aries. Yeah. Okay. For all the parents listening at That's home, okay. don't you like I how we just like you. go, how we veered right off topic there? <laughs> Got all excited about our birthdays. <laughs> but okay, so we're talking about getting ready for the time change and things that we need. And you're like, I really liked what you said, the analogy of the cave, you know, uh, think about a cave. You said dark, cool, and, cool. and quiet, right? Yeah. And so... I, I really, I never thought of it like that. And then you mentioned, you know, dark. So get those those blackout blinds for the kids or even for ourselves. Now, Alana, I've known you for years. And and I, I kind of know what blackout blinds are, but I'm going to be honest. Like, like, is it just a black blind? That's what I was thinking. I don't really know 100%. So it's a fabric that's used that really like blocks out the sun and there's different. Um, so it's not like a panel or something that you put on the window. 
Well, I mean, it can be. Listen, I mean, I my clients have used tin foil, aluminum foil, garbage bags. Like that's great for travel. I know travel is coming up in March too with March break. If you're worried about your baby or your child's sleep environment, if you're worried about your own sleep environment, throw a bag of a roll of aluminum foil in your suitcase, some masking tape or garbage bags, and boom, you got travel blackout blinds. Mind you, some there's some great travel blackout blinds that are available to buy as well. So it's basically just um, like fabric that's used. Uh, and then there's different, what's the word? Um, like levels of darkness. I'm not saying I'm not. Oh, yes, I understand what you, you mean. mean. You could get like 100% blackout. You could get 80% blackout. Um, and it get think a of it like person. Think of it like tinted windows on a car. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But the beauty about a lot of these things is, you know, you could put them over existing window treatments. Like if you've just spent a fortune on like California, you know, are California shutters even a thing anymore? I'm dating myself, but like, I know oh, I'm looking at mine right now. And that's what I was like <laughs> trying to figure out. I'm like, so yeah. how would I do this? Yeah. Or like zebra, I know zebra curtains are a big one, the zebra rolls. Cause I was just looking at those and those are expensive. So if you've just spent a fortune on like these curtains for your baby's room and you're just like, Oh, you know, blackout, like curtain panels can just go up over existing window treatments. It's an easy fix, really. Okay. So it's not, yeah. okay. So, so you gave us some ideas. You can buy some that are really inexpensive. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there's high-end ones. And then yeah. there's like yeah. makeshift MacGyver it on your own. Yep. <laughs> With some tin foil. Yeah. I love I'll it. Always remember, I'm going to say a little funny story and I know that she won't mind if I throw her under the bus because I love her and she loves me. So, um, Jesse Kirkshank, who we all know and love, yeah. um, when I, when she was hosting the goods, this was before she had kids. I went on the goods and was talking about creating a great sleep environment. And I remember, um, so it was like Jesse Kirkshank and Steven Sabados, who's like design extraordinaire, right? Um, <laughs> A designer extraordinaire and I remember being like you could just put aluminum foil on your windows and both of them looked at me like girl like that would never happen fast forward two years Jessie has twins I'm working with her and she's like thank god for aluminum foil like they have saved my life I'm like do you remember how you looked at me she's like yes I do and I take that look back like <laughs> right. I just, we still laugh about that. Yeah. Like aluminum foil for the win for sure. But listen, that's the thing. Like as parents, like sometimes like you're just like, whatever it could be like, you know, one of those evenings, the kid is not going to sleep. It's still light out. What do you got? Go in the kitchen, grab the foil yeah. and go to town. Like yeah. we need our sleep. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs their sleep, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you do whatever it takes and who cares if it looks funny yeah. and not aesthetically pleasing, you know, whatever works. Whatever we got to do. We got to do. Okay. So you gave us those three tips. What else? Because we we're doing this. We've got one week. It's, it's exactly a week from today yeah. that the time change yeah. is going to happen. So that means we have the luxury of some time to plan. Mm -hmm. So you told us what to do to get our environment ready, right? Yeah. What else can we do to prepare ourselves or our kids? Yes. So there's two things you can do. So it depends on your child. So if your child is more of a sleep sensitive child, and what I mean by sleep sensitive is this is the child who, um, you know, is very like very uh, sensitive to the routine. You know, if a nap is missed, 
they're a monster. If bedtime is late, like we all, like I can just say that to a parent, like who's the sleep sensitive child and the parent knows who it is. Like it's the yeah. one who just needs their sleep, needs that routine, needs that schedule. If that is your child, um, unfortunately, these time changes tend to hit those children harder, right? Because they are so used to the routine and so need the routine. So these are the ones that you want to transition. And this is why this is this show's airing at a great time because we have the time to do it. So at least five days before the time change, you want to slowly move your child's schedule 50 minutes earlier each day for the springtime change. So, and the entire schedule, not just naps and bedtimes and wake times in the morning, but also like when they eat, when they have snacks, like move their whole, shift their whole routine 15 minutes earlier so that by the time the clocks change, your child is already adjusted to the new time for the most part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The easier, easiest way to do it though, I'm going to be totally honest in the way I've, I've always done it in my house. And you know, you probably have too, is just like, just get them on the new schedule. Like when the clocks change, boom, just put them on it. Um, regardless of how you do it, whether you just kind of rip the bandaid and just get them on the new routine or take the slower, more gradual route and, and shift it that 15 minutes, it's still going to take them time to adjust. Um, like I said, it takes about a week for us to adjust to the new time change. Um, be really consistent with the routine after the clocks change rather than, you know, putting down earlier or later or whatever, just like get them. Like I always tell parents, it's like, we have to push through. So it's like, we have to get them into more of an overtired state to get them out of that overtired state by really making sure we're being consistent with the routine. So, um, consistency is king for sure. And for us too, you know, you can yeah. routine 15 minutes earlier each day um, or just kind of rip the bandaid. That's what I do. Cause I'm, I'm a rip the bandaid kind of mom. Yeah. I don't want to like, like overthink things, but yeah, um, it can, it can make a difference for some kids. It truly can just to do the gradual route too. It depends on the child. It depends on the, on the individual, on the adult. I think that that's, I think that is so important that you, you said that. And I think that it's important that not only are you saying like, you know, we have to look at everyone as an individual here and what's going to work for them. But also the fact that you were like, you know, you can do this gradually, shift the schedule 15 minutes, like their whole routine, 15 minutes, move it up, everything, um, you know. But then you also said, you know, hey, have some grace. And if you're going to rip the Band-Aid off, there's nothing wrong with that either. And I think that that there's a lot of like parent guilt that goes along with it, like, if they don't prepare and they don't yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like slowly, gradually shift things up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I've always been, yeah, rip the bandaid off. I'll figure it out. I'll do whatever, you know. They'll adjust. They will adjust. It might be harder. And, you know, like limit things, right? Like don't, you know, don't pack their schedules super full. Well, here's the thing. We're also going into March break. So there's, you know, what we talked about. There's like, there's good and bad to that. The good is that they're home. They can, you can throw in those naps and stuff. The bad of it is that we tend to pack March break full of like super fun activities, which I get yeah. it. Right? So that's hard. Yeah. You know what? It's true. It's true. And I think that we need to talk a little bit more about that because I think that that's what stresses parents out a lot. So we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back. So don't go anywhere because this is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the parenting show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. And with me, I've got the boss babe we were laughing about this off the air just now 
<laughs> oh, she was, she was waiting for me to say boss. She's that too. <laughs> We're joking off the air, but she is. She is. She is the owner and founder, CEO, the sleep guru. And her company is called Good Night Sleep Site. You're going to want to check it out, by the way, if you have any issues sleeping, if you've got kids who have issues sleeping. This right here, this, I, I called you this, Elena. <laughs> This Elena way. right here is your girl. Okay. She's also the host of this girl loves sleep podcast, which you guys all need to subscribe to and listen to as well. But Elena, before the break and before all the laughs, um, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, with the time change coming up in exactly one week, we need to utilize this time and prepare. And you were saying that like their schedule, everyone's schedule this week. We should be a little bit more aware of it. What exactly do you mean by that? So, I mean, you know, like we said, there's pros and cons to where the time change falls this week uh, or this year. It falls the Sunday before March break. So the good news is that, I mean, really the best news is for the teachers. They're not dealing with our tired kids for the week after because there's going to be crankiness that week after. Um, and, you know, you're home with them. You're able to kind of stick to a pretty, you know, a pretty good routine if you can't. The con, though, is that it is March break and, you know, there could be travel, there could be, you know, you're packing in all the extracurriculars and day trips and here and that. And as you should, it's March break, right? I'm not telling you not to do these things, but my one suggestion, and this is like anything, you know, if you're traveling with a little kid, you want those days of rest. And I think those days of rest are important. So if you know you are heading into a time change and you're heading into a busy week, whether that be because you're away on a trip, whether that be just because you packed in more play dates or more excursions and stuff like that, because it is March break, have a day of rest, two days of rest, if you can do it, like have those days where you can really stick to routine, meaning you can hit naps, you can hit an earlier bedtime. Guys, early bedtime for the win, even on your busier yeah. days with your little kids, where maybe a nap is missed or maybe a nap is on the go or it's in a different environment. Um, and you just know your child hasn't gotten the best day sleep and maybe like multiple days in a row sleep, earlier bedtime for the win. Get that kid down to bed as early as you can. So just make sure you're fitting in that time where you can be as consistent with the routine as possible. It doesn't have to be all day. Like I'm not a Scrooge on March break. I get it. Have fun. <laughs> you're the sleep Scrooge, Alana. <laughs> no, that's, that's it. I'm not the sleep Scrooge, but like it's going to benefit everyone because now it you're will. just dragging around an overtired, cranky kid, which is not fun. To no, do Right? No, it's not. And this is where World Sleep Day comes in. You yeah. inform your children that March 15th is World Sleep Day. And therefore, on that day, yeah. when you're not planning anything <laughs> besides sleep. And you know what? Actually, I'm joking. But as I, these words are coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking that's actually not a bad idea. And maybe that is the day that you stay home with the kids and like you're like PJs all day. Make it like a whole day event. PJs yeah. all day. We're going to watch movies. We're going to like nap together. We're going to have an early bedtime. Like maybe absolutely about PJ it. party. I think the only kids that care about that stuff are mine because I'm always <laughs> talking about sleep. I feel like other kids won't care. It's a national, is it? I should say, it's is a it a national holiday, holiday in, in your house? house? Yes, for sure. 
But as you said, like make it fun, right? So make it into an event. You know, even if you have like a play date, maybe it's a PJ party play date where all the kids wear pajamas, where nap time is like something that, I mean, again, I'm not like, I, I know the kids probably won't nap, but you know what I mean? Like make it into something fun. You never know. I got all excited there when you said PJ party. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have, we're going to have a Pearl Jam party. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can play pearl jam for the kids while they have their pjs on it's it's a go. pj squared party yes 100 percent. whoa i just came up with something really really cool guys <laughs> and i feel like you probably have p pearl jam pajamas that you actually can wear you know what i don't but i think i need to get some mm-hmm. i think i do and actually maybe you can help me out with that alana because with the not only the, is the time change happening, but we're shifting seasons right now. So mm-hmm. the PJs we would wear in the winter months are probably not the best for us to start wearing, like continue, I should say, wearing throughout the spring and as the temps get a little warmer. Am I right? Absolutely. I mean, this is the great thing about time change is this is the time where you really want to start kind of auditing your sleep health, your sleep space, um, all of it. So just talking just on from the adult side of things, um, this is where we need to kind of reevaluate our bedrooms and what we're sleeping on and in. So like you said, our winter pajamas might not work so great for our summer pajamas, right? Um, it depends on what your sleep needs are, really focusing also what you're sleeping on and in, in your bed. I always say like your side of the bed whether you share a bed or sleep alone should be customized to you. And this is the time of year where you need to kind of audit that and reevaluate that. So, okay, you go. Oh yeah. Because you see that I have a question and it's a burning question. How do you customize your side of the bed? If you sleep with someone, if you've got the same sheets, the same duvet and like someone likes things a little warmer, someone likes things a bit cooler. What do you do? You don't need the same sheets in the same duvet. Okay, so here's oh. the thing. Obviously, you need the same mattress. Mind you, you oh, there was a there's a conversation going on right now that I had at City Line about sleep divorce and a couple sleeping in separate bedrooms. I'm not saying that that's the answer for everybody, <laughs> but a lot of people who perhaps logistically cannot sleep in the same bedroom but struggle with sleeping with someone else, because let's be honest, it can be a struggle, um, you know, have opted for two doubles push, pushed together or two twin mattresses pushed together so they can have their own mattress. I am telling you, getting your own blanket could save a marriage. Like that Yeah, like you can have your own duvets. Um, it's actually called the Scandinavian sleep method. It's it's like this, it's all over TikTok right now. And it's just the simple act of I've got my duvet, you've got your duvet. So, you know, maybe you're more of a hot sleeper, you're more of a night sweater. That's me. Yeah. Um, and your partner is more of a cold sleeper, needs that extra layer, even in the summer. I can't have the same duvet that I use in the winter in the summer. Like it just does not work for my body. I'm also 47 years old, high perimenopause. You know what I mean? Like it does not work. Um, So do you need to switch up your bedding, right? More breathable fabrics, more cotton fibers, more wicking fabrics. You know, your partner sleeping beside you can sleep in their flannels if they want. You don't have to. So Crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, Flannel PJ sleepers. <laughs> I can't even do flannel in the wintertime. Like I mean, that makes me want to vomit, but it works for many. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. Where I am a hot sleeper. So like, okay, for me, like the less, the better. I, the less, that's the better. I so here's the thing. And here's a myth. A lot of people will think sleeping in the nude 
is the cooler approach to sleeping. But what you don't understand is you're still going to sweat regardless, especially if you are a natural hot night sweater, like yes. I am. Um, and now you're kind of lying in a pool of sweat, right? <laughs> so an alternative to that would be to wear more, again, wicking fabrics. A lot of pajamas are actually now being made with like performance fleece. So the same kind of material wow. that workout clothes are made in because it's going to help wick and absorb the moisture. So you still will sweat, but now it holds it and it's, you're not lying in wetness, which isn't fun. Yeah, no, that is not. That's, yeah. No one wants that. Mm. I still can't get over two duvets. What do you mean? Like, hold on, we've got to gonna rewind there for a sec am yeah. I just pulling one duvet onto one side so it's is like a what you want to make your bed I mean that doesn't matter but you can have your own blankets right so like let's say you have a king size bed you each have a double duvet or a twin duvet or a queen size duvet like you don't need you don't need two king duvets or comforters whatever uh, you're using. this is like driving me crazy I'm like a a matchy match girl. I'm envisioning this in my head. Wow, you got to get over that part. <laughs> See, that's okay, it guys. That's the same fabric. It could be the same cover. It's just two separate and smaller sizes, so you guys can. Okay, yeah. See, this is this is the thing, guys. We need to get over this stuff, and we need to make sleep a priority. And sometimes sleep, you know, it's not it's not going to make our bed look pretty. <laughs> it could be a game changer. We are talking all things sleep with Alana McGinn of Good Night Sleep Site. Don't go anywhere because we've got more right here on The Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got Alana McGinn joining us on the show tonight, one of my good, good friends. And she is always here to help us with sleep, of course, because she is the CEO of Good Night Sleep Site and the host of This Girl Loves Sleep podcast. Alana, we have talked about... Baby sleep day, which happened on Friday. We've been talking about um, the time change. We're springing forward a week from tonight. And then on March 15th, we've got World Sleep Day. And uh, and then we also spoke about, uh, you know, the seasons changing and how we need to change our environment according to the seasons. Um, and that means what we have on our bed, what we are wearing, uh, what's around us, all that fun stuff. Um but since we've got World Sleep Day coming up, can you give me your top two, um, I guess, pieces of advice or suggestions or tips for World Sleep Day that you're like, Pina, these are my top two things that we all have to do? Yes. So I'll say I'll say three, even though we talked about the third, so I'm not going to get into the third, but I'm going to say if I had to choose top three, one of them would be sleep environment. So we talked about that in the last the last segment, we're all going to get better with our sleep environment, create that for spring, make it more conducive to the season. My second tip would be tech. And I know many people are going to be like, oh, here she goes. She's going to tell me to get everything <laughs> out of the bedroom, right? Um, but here's the thing. I've changed my tune on that a little bit. And Ooh. there's a reason for it. So if you are someone who's listening to this and you're really struggling to sleep better, you know you need to make some serious changes to your sleep health, the best the best, the best thing you can do is remove tech completely from your bedroom. It just is. And I'll stand behind that. It, you know, hmm. 
we are losing an hour of sleep in this time change. Studies show that this the week after the time change, uh, we see there's an increase in heart attacks, in strokes, in what? accidents, in car accidents. Yeah, I mean, the studies there prove it. Because just that one hour loss on an already sleep deprived society matters. It makes a difference. And in my opinion, we are in that state because of tech, because yeah. we're connected, right? Now, on the flip side, where I have changed my tune is so, and get if you're going to make changes, get a family docking station in another room, plug in all your devices, kids and parents, and keep it all out of the bedroom TVs, tablets, phones, everything. On the flip side, I always, like, I'm a mom of three, now a single mom of three, and I understand the absolute joy of those evening hours when dinner is done and cleaned up, kids are either asleep or, like, off doing their thing, responsibilities are done, chores are done, I don't have to answer to anyone, and I have two hours or longer of where I can just do whatever I want to do. And I always felt really bad telling people, moms especially, don't watch TV, don't yeah. phone, like don't text with friends, right? That's what that's all we want to do. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I could probably work on my sleep, there are probably some changes. The best thing you can do is just set boundaries on what tech you're absorbing before you go to bed. So there's a show, like what's your, what's your go-to show? What's your show that makes you feel happy? Honestly, I'm not a big kind of girl. You're a witch girl. I'm not a big TV kind of girl. You're not, there's not like a, you don't have like a, like a, a comfy show, like a show that just helps you like forget your worries. You got music. Okay. No, I've got music and you know what else I have, Alana, which I bet you a lot of parents, um, will say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I like to scroll on social. Okay. So that's your thing. And that's perfect. So, okay. So if scrolling on social is your thing, or if there's like, just like that show, like mine is like friends or um, I'm just trying to think like you throw in any like funny comedy, like sitcom, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, oh, forget our day. Don't watch the entire season uh, <laughs> till two o'clock in the morning. Binge. Don't scroll mindlessly for three hours at a time, but you know, set like, time box it, right? Okay. I'm going to watch one episode and then I'm going to go to bed or I'm going to scroll, you know, on TikTok or Instagram or whatever for, you know, 15 minutes. And then I'm going to go to bed like, and stick to that, commit to that. Stay away from the social accounts that make you feel like shit. We all know those accounts from the people that make you feel like shit. The ones that empty your tank, don't FaceTime with them before you go to bed. Don't text (laughs) text with the ones that fill your tank that make you feel good. Right? So just set those boundaries on the tech that you're you're allowing in. And there's a lot of tech that can help you. There is, you know, mindful apps and meditation apps and, and breathwork apps. I'm a huge proponent of breathwork uh, before you go to bed. So not all tech is created equal. Not all tech is terrible. Set those boundaries. Um, don't check it the minute you wake up in the morning. Give yourself that 30 minutes to do your own thing in the morning um, before you absorb the world. Because what are you doing? You're just going to add to any kind of stressors or anxieties that are already in your life, right? So take that time to like move your body, connect with your kids, connect with your partner, connect with yourself, have a quiet cup of coffee. Don't check your emails or your social for 30 minutes before you wake up or after you wake up. You know what? That's really funny because earlier this week I came across uh something on social mm-hmm. and they were talking about how um checking your phone first thing when you wake up can raise your cortisol levels. 
So if cortisol is something that you're like, you know, you really want to get your levels like under control, that was one of the tips they gave. So the fact that you're like peanut and to everyone listening, don't, when you wake up, don't grab that phone right away. Don't grab that phone right away. Um, just ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was I like, mean, oh, that's interesting. Let's talk about stress management. I mean, that would be my third tip actually is managing our stress levels and, 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 you know, managing our cortisol levels. Here's the thing. It's normal to stress. It's a normal human experience for changes and challenges. I'm not going to tell you guys not to stress. Cortisol isn't a terrible thing. It's our stress hormone. It's our natural stress hormone. We all have certain levels throughout the day. But when we have elevated stress and then elevated cortisol levels, and we're taking that into bedtime, it suppresses our melatonin. It doesn't allow us to sleep well, right? So you want to take time. Like so much of what we do in the morning, like not checking your phone right away, moving your body, waking up at consistent times, opening up the blinds. This is a perfect season to start doing that, immersing yourself in that natural light. Um, yeah. That's going to help raise our cortisol levels to a natural state and suppress our melatonin and start our sleep drive. But so much of what we do throughout the day can also help us sleep better. So learning to manage your stress and learning to incorporate proper stress management tools like whether it be, I call it, I call it a personal pause. So allowing yourself to have that personal pause throughout the day, um, whether, and there's one or two ways you can do it. It could be through like a mindful moment or a mindful hush through meditation or mindful thinking or breath work. It could be doing the actual act of meditating. It could be just going for a walk. It could be baking. It could be cooking, like whatever is your Zen, right? Yeah. Um, for me, it's walking. I've done it since I was a kid, since I was a teenager. Um, the other way of doing it is through what I call a productive thought. So it's actually called constructive worry. And it's giving yourself time throughout the day to stress the f out because we're going to stress out like that. Yeah. Right. So time box it, do it during the day, like one to 2 PM for 15 to 30 minutes. I'm going to sit down with my worry or my problem, whatever it might be, and start finding some solutions to that problem and then put it away to the next day. So when I do wake up at three o'clock in the morning, or it is going to pop into my head at bedtime, because it's still going to do that. Yeah. I say to myself, now is not the time to have these thoughts and to worry about this problem because I took time throughout the day to to work through it. And I'll take time throughout the day tomorrow to work through it. I'm not going to do it now. So it's not as easy as it sounds. No, it's not. But you know what? I'm really it. happy you're saying that because, you know, I am an overthinker and I talk about this on social all the time. Um, but when you're an overthinker, like I can lie down in bed, I can be exhausted and my brain will just be thinking about every little thing. And I come across so many memes like that are about this and I just die of laughter because I can relate. But you know what? Maybe it is. We need to approach things differently throughout the day. Maybe we do set aside that time and like what's stressing me out. Let's deal with it now. And then like try to be like, okay, now it's time for sleep. And yes, it's not easy to do, but it's maybe something that can help, you know? And I think that that's really important because of course that is a reason why people are up at night stress. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's safe to say we are at crazy stress levels right now with everything going on in the world. And I mean, it, it just, it plays a part in our day to day and it plays a part in our sleep. You know, if we're stressed out, we're not going to sleep. And then it's a vicious cycle. You have the elevated stress levels, then you're not sleeping. Now you're stressing out about not sleeping, then it depletes our energy. Like it just, yeah. it stop. Right. So, um, managing our stress is super important. And like you said, too, when you're asking, like, what I what kind of content I like to consume, like what TV show I like to watch. It's true. You're like, Pina, like, don't 
go to the people on social that don't make you feel good and don't FaceTime the people that don't make you feel good. But the same thing to, goes with shows. Like there was a, um, there was a, a little period where I was watching, uh, what was it? Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can get like, you know, violent. Right. And I was watching that before bed. I love, I love, 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 love that show. Okay. But I was watching it before bed. Not a smart idea because yeah. it was stressing me out. Yeah. You have to know it. I mean, listen, if you're more sensitive to the news, don't watch the news right before you go to bed. Oh yeah. Forget don't, it. Don't do yeah, it. Guys. If you're more sensitive to certain shows, um, you know, watching Jeffrey Dahmer right before you go to bed. No. <laughs> don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Don't. There's, I mean, listen, there's, you know, some people are affected differently by certain things. Um, you know, you, right. You do yeah. you. Um, but you know, not all tech is bad, but learning to manage our stress is, is so, so important. Knowing that if you have to, um, speak to a professional, like reach out, um, that is not as bad or that is not a bad thing to do either. I am a huge proponent of therapy. It's something that I've done. It's something that I encourage others to maybe look into. I absolutely love it. And there's so many, free resources out there as well that can help, right? Um, not only on the therapy side, but on the sleep side and good night sleep site is one of those places that you can go for more info. Uh, Alana, what can people find if they visit your website? Uh, so they can go to goodnightsleepsite.com. We have programs for sleep, but actually 2024 is a big year that we are launching new programs focusing on what we just talked about, stress management, focusing on women health, we're going to throw in some divorce topics. We're going to throw in some perimenopause and menopause. Um, so it's it's uh, we're talking a lot about sleep and stress management at Good Night Sleep Site right now. I love it. I love it. And if people want to follow you on social, where can they find you, Alana? They can find me on Instagram at GN Sleep Site and also at Alana.McGinn. Uh, Facebook, Good Night Sleep Site. Podcast, This Girl Loves Sleep. I'm kind of everywhere. She's everywhere and she's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight, Alana. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I hope you guys at home got all the tips and advice that you need to prepare for not only the time change, but the season change and the cranky kids and cranky adults and spouses and partners and all of that. Um, but we will catch you guys next week. Have a wonderful wonderful Sunday night. This is The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. And I'm your host, Peter Crispo of chicmama.ca.